Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about your rival who also lives in the same neighborhood and is always trying to outdo you with the Christmas decorations every year. Like, what's your deal, Tom? Like, well, what is your problem? Like, let me have the best decorated house on the block this year. But back off. Back off, Tom. Get out of here. Right, I'm going to fight you, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. I'm just telling you right now. Okay? Just... Put your manners back in. My name is MT, and I'm here today with off-screen producer Brandon. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, in the middle of the snow. That's so romantic, yes. MT. You've heard of yellow snow. How about red snow? Red snow? Oh, Ooh, that's a good <laughs> name for a horror movie. Red snow? That's red good. snow. That's a good name. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. Anyway, what's our big question for today, Brandon? <laughs> well, MT, we got so much information from Comic-Con this month. So, so much. much information. Uh, but some of the most exciting news came during the Black Panther announcements, including that trailer. Finally, finally giving us the trailer. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, baby. We've been speculating that Namor would be involved for a while now, but this trailer certainly confirmed it. Finally, uh, it's real. Namor, he's coming out of the water, baby. Mm-hmm. He's coming for Mr. Fantastic's wife. <laughs> oh, that is true. He's got a thing for Zeus Storm. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Hide your wives. Namor's coming out of the water. And he's, Seriously. I guess, been doing push-ups underwater. How does he get so built underwater? I don't understand. Does water aerobics. Exactly. If your wife's been acting fishy, it's because of Namor. <laughs> oh, my God. Get out of here. Get out of here. With the introduction of Namor and Atlantis coming soon to the MCU, uh, it's made us all here wonder what the what their position in the MCU will be exactly. Like, how are they going to fit in? It all leads us to this week's big question. Are Wakanda and Atlantis allies or enemies? Enemies! Enemies! <laughs> With these big-time rivals potentially about to come to blows in the MCU, it is interesting to see how Atlantis will be introduced. So let's take a quick look about how Atlantis and Wakanda have existed in the comics as rival nations, starting with Atlantis, because much like the mythical version in our world, which is actually real, um, I saw it with my own eyes while scuba diving. MT, don't uh, you and Donovan <laughs> get me started about Atlantis. Oh, baby. The continent of Atlantis was an island which lay before the Great Flood in the area we now know as the Atlantic Ocean. But yes, Atlantis is a small continent in the Atlantic Ocean that sank down to the bottom of the seafloor many, many years ago during the Great Cataclysm in the comics. The city was domed at this point, so some of the citizens did survive, and some of the survivors moved to neighboring islands. However, around like 10,000 years ago, a new type of being that could breathe underwater known as Homo Moranus emerged and gave rise to a new kingdom of Atlantis. And it, it, it's this kingdom that Namor would eventually rule, come to rule and, uh, you know, be the, the big the big, big man on campus, the big fish on campus. The big fish with the tiny wings on his feet. Adorable. It's, seriously, it's so adorable. It's flying around with little tiny wings <laughs> on his ankles. But Namor is, of course, the offspring of an Atlantean and a human. And Namor's father was searching for a vibranium in Antarctica when he met and fell in love with an Atlantean woman. And Namor is able to live in both worlds and is also a mutant, Marvel's first mutant for a very long time in the comics. Um, and he's been in the Marvel comics for quite some time as one of their original heroes. And both Atlantis and Wakanda have a lot of similarities. They both have a history with vibranium and being technologically advanced. And Atlantis needs to have advanced technology to, to survive the extreme living conditions underwater because, my God, the pressure um, and all <laughs> pressure. of these, you know, dangerous animals... A lot of uh, dangerous, dangerous animals. There's down always there. a bigger fish, MT. 
Oh, it's, and like we saw in the trailer that like he was he was touching a dragon. Like he seems like a dragon themed man. So like I'm very yeah. interested to see more uh, sea serpents in the MCU. <laughs> well, this kind of like Mayan influence is very new to the character, as far as I know. Like most of the representation of the comics, like they're kind of like their own culture. But I love this idea that either they're tied to these kind of either Aztec or Mayan gods. Or that, like, they are the inspiration for it because these, you know, they would go come out of the water and interact with, like, indigenous people and create this whole worldview for them. I don't I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how all this ties together. Right, right, right. It's like, I love the connection there. Like, I would have never thought that, like, to connect Namor to, like, that, ty- that culture. And it right. seems so interesting. And they're both isolationist nations with a lot to protect. And Wakanda wants to protect its vibranium. And Atlantis wants to protect its natural beauty and its resources because... And like, which is always in danger because we love to pollute the ocean because we're the worst. Oh man, do we love to pollute the ocean, baby. It's our favorite thing to do. It's our number one favorite hobby. I just imagine like the Atlanteans down there being like, you know, they're just swimming around one day. They're just like, (laughs) what is all these microplastics in the water? Where is this coming from? Imagine if uh, the way that uh, Wakanda deals with uh, Atlantis is just throw like rings of plastic into the ocean. They're just throwing batteries into the water. They're just chucking that garbage into the water. Like, yeah, take that. Take that, you fish people. I we mean, said in the trailer, like, the, the Atlanteans were climbing up the, the rope and, like, the, the Wakandans came down. Imagine <laughs> the Wakandans just threw trash at them instead. Yeah, yeah just, It's like, stop climbing, Just idiots. dumping stuff. Just, like, pouring dish soap into the ocean, being like, yeah, take that. Sums it up for you. Yeah, you dummies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it did describe, in the comics, it describes, like, the, you know, you said, like, Atlantis was, like, domed as it was sinking because, like, the people, I, I forget all the history. I mean, Atlantis has, like, crazy history. But, like, the the soothsayers or whatever, they knew something bad was going to happen. And so that's why they were, like, doming the city. But they described the dome almost as, like, plastic itself. So maybe Atlantis was the original plastic polluters. They, you know, their dome came down and it eventually <laughs> broke down and broke into plastic. And then we discover plastic on the surface. The guy who invented plastic finds the piece of the dome. It's like, hmm, I could do something with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, And the Atlanteans are all like, please stop using plastic. We're choking to death in our in our oceans. And we're like, well, you know, I really want to get a fork from McDonald's that I use one time. So sorry. <laughs> it's really convenient for me. So it's I'm really not nice that I have all. these little like Ziploc bags that I can put <laughs> one sandwich in and then immediately throw it away. Sorry. And neither of them, you know, wants to deal with the outside world. But, you know, I can relate to that because neither do I. And they're also both ancient cultures. Have you seen the outside world? It's awful out there. It's pretty terrible. Don't do it. And they're also both ancient cultures that have been around for centuries. And probably why they're also sick of dealing with the rest of humanity. Because, like, they've just been dealing with our shit for such a long time. Like, the Atlanteans, like, they fought with, like, tons of different people. They fought with, like, Athens way back in the day. You know, they're involved in, like, World War II and stuff. I love the idea that, like, both... Atlantis and Wakanda, you know, they're these ancient cultures. And like they, I like the idea that they're in the MCU, they're both aware of like the Eternals, like they met them like many years ago. And they were like, this is where we're headed. Screw this. Shut it down. <laughs> Close the gates. Cause like one day in each, in each, in each city, right? Or each country, uh, one day in ancient history, like an Eternal must have, like walked in, like Ajax comes walking in or Icarus or whatever. And they're like talking and they're like, uh huh, uh huh. And you wanna show, okay, okay, you wanna show, okay. You want us to talk to other? Okay, okay, I get that. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. You got your Eternals come back in a couple hundred years and we'll get over it. 
you know, they leave. And immediately, as soon as the Eternals are gone, they're like, did you meet those idiots? We cannot. <laughs> Shut the doors. We're done. We're done. We're finished. You guys know those are robots from space, right? We don't need to deal with that. <laughs> Lock them out. <laughs> Woo! What a mess. I, I, I really do wonder if, like, Wakanda has experience with the Eternals, because, like, they have to have. They, bo- I, I bet they both did. And, like, that's... We'll get into it a little later this episode, MT. But, like, I think, like, Wakanda knew all this stuff about Eternals, about Atlantis. And, like, you know, when, when they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to open up to the rest of the world. And I'm sure they were like, can you tell them about all this other stuff? And they're like, no, 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 don't tell them about that. Nah, nah, nah. Let them figure <laughs> that out for themselves. We'll give them, some, <laughs> we'll give them some nanotech. But they got to learn about the space right. robots here to blow up our planet. That's on them. That's not our fault. And when it comes to conflicts between the two nations, they had some, some early close calls where the two nations almost engaged in all-out war. And these were mostly initiated preemptively by Wakanda when they thought Atlantis was attacking them. In one of those instances, Hulk was visiting Atlantis. And when he left, he left away from the submerged nation with such force and velocity, the Wakanda military thought Atlantis was launching a missile, which is, uh, you know, quite the whoopsies. Whoopsie. And so they started launching some missiles of their own in what they thought was in retaliation to an attack. So, uh... <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> just the Hulk. Jeez. Way too fast. <laughs> but eventually, the actual wars would come, and Namor once flooded the entire country of Wakanda in one of the craziest splash pages Ooh. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Crazy. One of the coolest moments in Marvel history. Uh, it, was, it was terrible, but terrible. also very cool. Terrible, terrible, uh, <laughs> but very cool. Very cool. <laughs> very cool. And creating an immense amount of destruction and killing plenty of innocent Wakandan civilians. So, you know... Thumbs down from a name more. And he did contain a bit of the Phoenix Force at the time, but it still doesn't excuse his actions. He really messed them up really badly. So uh, this sort of set the stage for the icy relationship between Wakanda and Atlantis in modern comics. And uh, during a later disagreement, Queen Shuri attacked the nation of Atlantis and created her own amount of destruction and devastation. And T'Challa didn't initiate this move, but it was still certainly partly an act of revenge for the tidal wave which, you know, they had to expect it was coming because Wakanda don't fuck around. (laughs) I mean, Neymar was like, let's have peace. Like, T'Challa was like, you gotta talk to my sister about that. I'm not in charge right now. Uh, And Shuri was like, that's a no from me, dog. And Neymar also led Thanos to believe that there was an Infinity Stone hidden within Wakanda, ensuring that Thanos and his Black Order would attack the nation of Wakanda, which is quite devious. And boy, did they. They did so... (laughs) Indeed. And the Namor wound up working with the Cabal in his quest to save his people from the incursions, but also wound up destroying Wakanda. So, you know, uh, Namor wins. (laughs) I mean, I think the Infinity Stone move is like pretty clutch. It's pretty clutch. Pretty smart. It's never never a good idea to like make a pact with Thanos. Like it's not good, but like, you know... Namor's looking out for his people, and he's like, look, I don't I don't know where these things are, but I heard there's one in Wakanda. I, I don't know. Uh, Bro, I don't know. like, that was such, like, it was a terrible, it was a dick move. Yeah, but, yeah. like, it was such a smart move well, then to, like, like, lead the forces away from your yeah, nation yeah. to your enemy nation. Yeah. And then they didn't, he did, didn't he tell, like, T'Challa later in one of those, like, let him know it was me kind of instances where he's like, <laughs> oh, by the way, T'Challa, I'm the reason Thanos came and messed you up. So, uh... I'm so glad they're tackling the Atlantis and Wakandan conflict because, like, that whole situation is so messy. And, like, the, the, the beef between Namor and, like, well, in Black Panther in the comics, it was just so, like, especially when they were both on the Illuminati. So great. So, such good stuff. But, yeah, during Secret Wars, they were able to come to a truce and both Wakanda and Atlantis were restored as part of the conclusion of that event. 
But Namor had pissed off a lot of other people in the process, so, you know, he had other foes to worry about. But, you know, that's just Namor in, in, in general. That's Namor being Namor. You know, he's he's not out here to make friends. But next, let's talk about Namor and T'Challa specifically, because Namor and T'Challa are often described as similar types of leaders, mainly very intelligent and powerful, but also stubborn. And this is probably why they clash so much, because they're sort of very similar in, in, types of, in those types of ways. What you hate in your enemy is what you hate most about yourself, you know? That's exactly. Why. That's exactly. Why. When T'Challa and Namor first met, they got along fine at first, you know, after a quick little fight, because that's what happens when characters meet up. It's like, who are you? Let's fight for ooh, the views. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> you got wings on your feet? What's going on? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You're a freak. <laughs> and T'Challa was looking for some missing Wakandans at that point. And Namor was looking for some escaped Atlantean traitors. So definitely so he could kill them for sure, because Namor don't play like that. So they teamed up to achieve both of their goals. But after that encounter, T'Challa went all Batman on Namor and started amassing all the information he could about Namor and Atlantis and how to destroy them both should he ever need to, because that's just what a, a good king has to do. You just, you gotta be on the defense. That's what best friends do. Best friends know how right? to kill each other. They know their weaknesses. Exactly. Like, if I ever, like, get too close to somebody, I'm just like, yo, I gotta find out your weaknesses, because, like, you're getting too close to me just in case you're gonna like, you know, stab me in the back or invade my nation. I have to know what what, do you, what you're up to. But when it comes to leading their respective nations, Namor is usually always in charge, while T'Challa is sometimes in charge, but sometimes just hanging out as a Black Panther. But they're always both quick to put the needs of their people ahead of pretty much everybody else. So that's always nice to do when you're a leader. And of course they have both been on the Illuminati, though they didn't always see eye to eye there, but you know, that's just, the nature of their characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't really get along when they were the Illuminati, you know, because of their past. Uh, they For got, sure. They got tough histories, but yeah, it was usually, wasn't it like when there were incursions, Namor was always like, yeah, let's wipe out the other, let's wipe out the other right. one. Easy. And sometimes T'Challa was like, uh, maybe we shouldn't, because didn't like his ancestors at once wanted him to wipe out one of the incursions, one of the other Earths, and, and T'Challa was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And Namor was like, yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. Let's go. Namor was definitely more so more gung ho about like, yeah, let's destroy it. Who cares? Like, we have to do what we have to do. And like, it, that's why I like about like they're both strong leaders. Both Namor and T'Challa are both strong leaders. But T'Challa has a lot more compassion for humanity, of right. course, because he's a human. Well, I think it, I think it boils down to it's like the nature of their circumstances, right? Like, yeah, Wakanda's like cut off and it's isolated, but that's because it was given this like gift of vibranium, and they were like, no, we're just gonna. We don't want the whole world to get it. We're just going to stay away. Atlantis was like sunk down to the bottom of the sea by by the deviants. And then they also had to deal with like there were other there's all these other like beings down there underwater, like the Lemurians and stuff. And it's like they got all this crap to deal with down there, plus all the people up on the land. And they're just like, this is insane. Whereas Wakanda's like, oh, we have to stay secret, but we have flying cars. We and it's like, <laughs> I, I see the chip on the shoulder that the Atlanteans really have. You know, it's not a fair situation right. that they're in. And I feel like in the MCU, like much like the trailer was setting up, and much like in the comics how um, Atlantis just have some type of roots in Vibranium, I feel like the Vibranium meteor that hit Wakanda a long time ago is going to be what it, the focal thing in this movie is going to be. And because like, you know, that that meteor is quite large and it, right. a lot of it probably goes into the ocean. So I feel like Atlantis wants claim to the, some of that meteor as well, because it's like, hey, just because you guys have the top half. Yeah, we yeah. We should get everything below, <laughs> below sea level should yeah. be ours, right? Yeah. I mean, that'll be the interesting point, too, is to see exactly where Atlantis is. 
because in the comics, it's kind of, they, they describe it as like almost the size of Australia, like the original continent. So like a small continent, but pretty big. And just kind of like in the middle of the Atlantic, like in between North America and Europe and Africa, somewhere out there. Now, if it turns out to be like closer to Africa, like that would be interesting. But it's almost like with all this, you know, ancient like Mayan or Aztec stuff that they're setting up. I wonder if it's going to be closer to like South America and maybe that. Mm. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they explain like why they're beefing with Wakanda in the middle of Africa and not like a coastal you know, like a coastal civilization or something, mainly because maybe they were the only two around for a while. And it's like they, they just got old beef. Because as you mentioned in the uh, in the comics, like, you know, Namor's dad is looking for vibranium in Antarctica. And they haven't established in the MCU that there's vibranium anywhere else. But we know in the comics, it's in several places on the Earth because of the, the strike. Didn't like the meteor hit, but it also like sent it all over the world because there right. was like rocks spewing up from the crash site. So yeah, right. I think if it's the same situation where like someone starts finding vibranium somewhere else, or maybe like the Atlanteans start selling it off and Wakanda's like, you can't do that. And they're like, it's our vibranium. We can do whatever we want with it. Like You can't stop <laughs> us. Oh man, I am so interested to see how like in other places like vibranium is like manifesting on MCU Earth and like right. You know, like there's there's also something called anti-vibranium in the mm. comics. So like, I wonder if that's going to come. But like, anyway, like I just I'm so interested to see like how other cultures use vibranium and like if that is a, if that is like central to the Atlantean culture in the MCU because like vibranium really does help your society advance so much, sure. so so much. It is such a versatile metal. But leading up to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, we have had a couple of references to Namor in the MCU. Let's take a quick recap of like all of those references in the past. Because in Iron Man 2, we saw a map during the post credit scene that had a marker in the general location of Atlantis in the Atlantic Ocean. And in Captain America the Winter Soldier, the ship that Cap infiltrates in the beginning of the film is called the Lemurian Star. And Lemuria was another sunken land in the comics that was inhabited by the Deviants. And so like that's that um sunk, I believe, the same day that Atlantis sunk during the Great Cataclysm. Yeah, it was they're like the neighbors. Uh I don't think they're gonna yeah. do that at all in the MCU, because they've kind of established the deviants to be those weird Power Ranger style monsters that just like run around. <laughs> right. Like I don't think they're gonna establish, oh, there's a whole continent of them also underwater. Like, no, we'll never see the I don't I can't imagine seeing the Lemurians in the MCU. I, I don't know about that. I mean, like, maybe. Because like we do have the Lemurian star, like, Easter egg. So, like, yeah. I think that we, the, the Lemurians mm. could factor in. Who knows? And in Avengers Endgame, we remember that the moment when Okoye references underwater earthquakes off the coast of Africa. The writers have said that this was not an intentional reference to Namor, but, you know, who knows? Maybe it is, and they're just trying to throw I us mean, off yeah. the scent. <laughs> they said, like, the writers said that, like, right after Endgame, because everyone was asking about it. And then they were like, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. But, like, I'm sure... I'm sure like someone clocked that during one of the, you know, reviews and was like, are you talking, are we allowed to say this? Can we say this? And Kevin Feige was like, do it. Say it. <laughs> Just do it. Say it. <laughs> do I'll it. use it later. Do it. I'll do it um. when I want to. <laughs> I, I just imagine that Kevin Feige in a Palpatine cloak. Yeah. Just like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Mention Namor. <laughs> but yeah, there was also a direct reference to Atlantis on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, well, you know, who knows what that means? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> they literally were like, could it be on Atlantis? And everyone was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And it's like, <laughs> you can't just say that. Are we going to go into that more? <laughs> 
So it seems clear that Namor and Atlantis have existed within the MCU for some time now. It's just that their presence has not been known. So do we think that Wakanda has known about Atlantis this whole time and never told anyone? I think this is like the biggest thing, right? Like, is this a situation where Atlantis is coming out of nowhere? The Atlanteans are coming out of nowhere. And for whatever reason, they go after Wakanda. Or is this like Wakanda having to be like, hi, I know we said we'd open up and start sharing things, but we have not shared this very crucial thing with the rest of the world. And now we've got a problem. <laughs> so sorry we didn't bring this up earlier. That, I, I wonder, that's actually a good point. Cause like Wakanda might've told the rest of the world about Atlantis. And like, they probably knew about the Atlantis way before everybody else. So like, what does the world do with the knowledge that there's an underwater nation. Well, I'm wondering if that shot in the trailer where they're kind of like opening that hole in the boat and the people in the suits. Right, and the I military goes in. Like, yeah, the president being like, yeah, send a couple of ch chumps down there. And let's see. <laughs> let's see how they feel about it. Seriously, well, with the introduction of Roxxon coming to the MCU and like I feel like more of like people being interested in energy, I feel like maybe Atlantis has a source of energy that those soldiers might be interested in. Who knows? I mean, it's possible because I know I know we brought up all the times in the comics that like Atlantis and Wakanda are like battling, but they also they get along somewhat like they have diplomats in each other's cities, which is right. a problem because I believe uh, Namor killed like the diplomat from Wakanda, which set off one of the one of the battles got set off by that. That'll happen. But the fact that those were set up at least meant that on, sometimes they're talking and getting along and trading and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think kind of like I mentioned earlier, I think it would be really interesting if all of a sudden, you know, Atlantis wants to be involved and they're like, we're going to start selling vibranium. And Wakanda's like, yeah, 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 you can't do that. We're trying to like prevent that. And, you know, Namor's just like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. I put this soda up. I put this soda up and I drop them because I don't care. <laughs> I don't much care. Sorry yeah. about that. But they also, they also <laughs> like they're not coming to be like technologically impressive. Like they look like they're coming out just to, you know, be who they are. Like they almost look very less tech advanced in the trailer, I thought. I right. don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, no, like, they seem very like, you know, Avatar-esque. And so like I do, I, I wonder if like they are, if they're like sort of like pseudo like half- like not really advanced, but like they have advanced technology. Yeah. It's like they have like laser spears and stuff. And like, that'd be really cool to see like yeah, a, yeah. a weird mix of like traditional and, and, and modern or futuristic rather technology with how they fight. But it is, it I think it would be very bizarre if Wakanda was not aware of them before this film. And I, I, I hope that like, it's, it's like kind of like a secret that they've been keeping. Like, sorry, we did not share this with you. No, I, I honestly, now that you bring it up, I honestly feel like Wakanda 100% knows about Atlantis. Cause we saw in what if that like Wakanda was actually doing space stuff. Like they were going out to space. Yeah. They're doing like some weird, like For sure. space excavation. So like if they're, if they have the technology to reach out to space, like they've definitely scanned the ocean and, like, they, they have a an idea of, like, the beings that live down there, I feel. And, like, you know, I feel like because of the nature of vibranium and how, like, it absorbs sound, I feel like sonar technology in Wakanda is probably much more advanced oh, okay. than, like, whatever we got here. So, like, they've probably just detected them way easier with that vibranium technology. But, yeah, do we think that Wakanda and Atlantis will be allies and enemies in the upcoming film? We used to be best buddies, and now we're not. I wish you would tell me I mean, it seems like they're setting up a battle between them, right? That seems like 
Namor is going to be the main antagonist force in this film. But I know that Marvel loves to throw a little curveball at us every now and then and fake us out. I would almost like it if they were allies, Wakanda and Atlantis. And if it turns out that like maybe they're turning away from the rest of the world and the two of them together are going to be like, no, screw the rest of the world. We're the advanced cultures here. We should be ruling everything. Get out mm. of our way. Like, I think that would be a fun twist, but they're probably going to be enemies of this. I mean, let's be honest. They're probably going to be enemies. Yeah. I do think that, like, for the majority of this movie, they're going to be enemies, and it's going to be pretty hardcore, like, how hard this war is going to be. But at the end, I feel like they'll probably have an uneasy truce. Yeah. Um, and just be like, all right. Like, there, there, there'll probably be, like, a mysterious third, en like, second enemy that they both have to team up right. and fight. Yeah, like, like that's that. just how, I like that. That's how it goes. Uh, that's how it goes. Tend to go. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy, my friend, or the enemy of my friend, my enemy. And, like, it's probably going to be the, the U.S. government or those soldiers or hate. whoever those soldiers are working for. We're easy to hate. Um, Come hate us. <laughs> it's quite true. We are quite easy to hate. We got tons of plastic we'll throw at you. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you, Neymar. So, but, like, it really dope to see both of those forces working together and, like, you know, possibly, like, through the, hopefully through the compassion that they learned from the late Chadwick Boseman's uh, T'Challa, who um, was a very compassionate, like, T'Challa spared the life of his father's murderer, he spared the like he spared the life of Killmonger. Like he was just a super compassionate man that was just that liked to hear the other side. And so like I feel like that might, you know, be the glue that keeps them that gets them together. Well, and he was trying to undo the past mistakes and the past trauma that like his forefathers had just kind of like brushed over and moved on from. And then maybe that's a continuation of that story, like, you know, moving past the past issues with atlantis and you know the atlanteans and trying to find chart a new path forward and find a new way to coexist yeah i, I do feel like king t'chaka may have done something pretty bad <laughs> to hey, Namor hey, specifically if the shoe fits uh, i don't know the record's not good we have that shot of like the little Namor looking at a burnt house yeah yeah i saw that i was like uh, t'chaka i mean he was a nice man but like he did some pretty i don't know up i don't know t'chaka that well <laughs> i don't know the guy <laughs> So I feel like Neymar might have some legitimate grievances um, that are very interested to see as we see this movie finally, hopefully very soon. But what you can do right now is to head on over to newrockstarsmerch.com to check out our all of our awesome merch options there because right now we have our newest latest obsession shirt, Worthy of Love, inspired by Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm wearing oh, one of the shirts right now. Yeah. It's very cool. And this shirt is limited edition and won't be available for much longer. So make sure you grab it while you can, support the channel and all the great work that we do by heading on over to newrockstarsmerch.com. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help bring us big question to you. People like Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. Sort of like the afterlife. But thank the gods, Mint Mobile is out there offering premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. And the best part, there's no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. And they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you, the customer. Many folks here at New Rockstars have made the switch to Mint Mobile, and they love the quality of service that they get, as well as the savings that they get compared to their old providers. And for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month, which is pretty amazing. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you are buying for one or for a family. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text with high-speed data 
delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contact. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash big Q. That's mintmobile.com slash big Q. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash big Q. All right, Brandon, are you ready for the bite-sized question, my friend? Oh, I am ready, MT. Let me just, I got to, oh. Mm. I've got one in my pocket. <laughs> Can the mutant rogue only absorb the powers of mutants? This is from Wallballer33 on Twitter. Thank you, Wallballer. Keep balling. In Rogue's original incarnation, her powers manifested when she kissed a boy, and she liked it. Ooh. Uh, but she also absorbed his <laughs> memories and put him in a coma. She didn't like that part. That's a little traumatizing. That's a rough first kiss story. A little bit. That's going to put some issues uh, on you. Uh, <laughs> and after that, you know, she covered up. She's like, don't touch me. It's dangerous. <laughs> don't um, you ever touch me, boys. <laughs> don't you touch me. And the way it's often been described is that she absorbs the life force and psyche of whom, whomever she touches. That's how she's able to get, like, the memories. I'll take that. It's mine now. If it's a mutant she touches, she also absorbs their abilities. Simple, simple. But does this trick only work on mutants, as she herself is a mutant? Well, that boy she kissed wasn't a mutant, was he? I don't think so. And her mutant ability still did its thing, so it clearly worked on a non-mutant. So it stands to reason that her powers would work on other superhumans who aren't mutants, right? And in fact, we have some evidence that this is true. It happened in her very first appearance in Avengers Annual number 10 from 1981, when she was a bad girl. Duh. She was bad. I'm the bad guy. Ah. Little Billy Elish. I'm bad. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. In in that comic, she took on the Avengers uh, and was able to absorb the powers of non mutants like Captain America. She just like zapped him, and he like, I'm too weak. Uh, <laughs> She also did it to Thor, too, which I think is interesting because he's, like, kind of as Guardian. Mm. So it's like, but in those, she's mainly just kind of, like, knocking them out. She's not really taking their powers. But right. she was able to do that because she had previously absorbed the powers of Miss Marvel, a.k.a. Ooh. Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. But she wasn't Captain Marvel yet because it was still the 80s and she had to be a Miss, baby. She had to be the miss to the real Captain Marvel. <laughs> we, we actually don't see that happen in this comic. It happens like off, off page. And she absorbs Captain Marvel's powers. Uh, she gets the memories and that's how she knows how to fight all the other Avengers. But she also like did it so hard that she like absorbed the power of flight and like superhuman strength. That's where she gets it from. It's from Carol Danvers. Like before that. She was just absorbing people. So, like, the power a lot of people know her for, like, the strength and the flying, that came from Carol Danvers because she sucked out that power so hard it stuck. And she was like, I'm not doing that again. That's dangerous. So we didn't see that happen, but we do see it happen, like, a decade later. There's, like, a flashback that shows that moment, which I think is, like, really fun. That's always fun in comics when they go back and explore something right. that didn't happen on the page. So, yeah, so she can absorb, in theory, like, other... Thing. You don't have to be a mutant. She can absorb any kind of powers. So I think it'll be very interesting now that they've set up mutants to see Rogue in the Marvels, like have this event right. kind of happen in real time. 
Because she started out, she was a bad girl. She was working with Mystique, you know, doing her thing. They kind of touch on this in the X-Men animated series from the 90s, too. They kind of go into this backstory a little bit. And also in the comics, she's tried to do it to the Hulk with, like, varying degrees of power copying. Like, sometimes she's, mm. like, hulked out. Sometimes she just kind of, like, goes crazy. So, I don't know. It's a mixed bag. Rogue is a lot more powerful than she's I feel like powerful. people give her credit for. Yeah, she's yeah. so... I feel like she she could be on like a level a Wanda esque level um, if the writers really wanted to go there. Like yeah, I feel like I they mean, could write a really interesting story with that. That's the thing in Fox movies from the the early two thousands. Rogue is just being a Jubilee stand in. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> who's really just a Shadow Cat stand in? I know, I know, they're all the same. But in there, she she never really gets like super powered up, right? She's mainly just doing the power draining thing. She doesn't get to do her flying and like super strong Southern lady stuff. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get to see that this time. She absorbs the power of a Southern woman. Oh, I, I would love that if she's not Southern in this, but she absorbs the power of a Southern woman. It's like, oh, heavens to Betsy, it's hot as hell outside. It's I do all declare. just appropriation. <laughs> I do declare. Well, I do declare. That'd be hilarious. I would really love to see rogue and cat and like in the marvels like being introduced in the marvels and like having that like carol danvers connection in the mcu because like carol danvers is a huge part of rogue's life and like vice versa like rogue is a huge part of carol danvers story in the comics so like ha adapting that and like seeing a rogue that can fly much like the in the cartoons in the comics like i, I would love to see that like i don't want to see Walking rogue, um, just you know, walking <laughs> behind Wolverine, just following Wolverine Get her all up the time. In the air. I don't need to see that. Get her up in the air. I have her fly around and toss a building or two. Well, thank you, Brandon. Oh, you're very welcome. That's a really great um, answer to this bite-sized question. But now it is time for our box of scraps. Oh, built oh. in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. Excuse me. That's amazing. Now, Brandon, what type of minor pet peeve? would drive you to name someone as your mortal enemy. Oh, oh, you want to become my mortal enemy. All you have to do <laughs> is get yourself a little can, uh, sodi, your favorite sodi pop, maybe a, a LaCroix, maybe a, a beer even, okay. whatever it is, in a can. And when you drink it, just take little slurps off the top. Just be like... <laughs> <laughs> Sit next to me and do that. You're my mortal enemy. That's the worst. Just take a full drink. Sit Stop next to me in a movie it. theater oh for two my hours. Gosh. Just, just take a full drink. Oh my. Don't slurp it. Just drink it. So you don't you don't like those uh, ASMR uh, slurping no, videos? No, huh? I don't You're like not a ASMR big fan of anything. It's not for me, dude. I'm a big fan of it. Not maybe not slurping, but like I no. love ASMR. No that's, my, that's my shit. Be quiet. Everyone, just be quiet. <laughs> What's your problem? Everyone's silence. Just Please. be quiet. No, I love that one. That's a really, I, I, I would that, not that's blame my you biggest, for a second. like, pet peeve. It'll drive me insane. Drive me insane. Just be yeah. quiet. Wow. What would make, hmm. Yeah, what's the, most, me, I what's think, the most petty reason to name someone your mortal enemy? I think one minor pet peeve that would drive me to name someone my mortal enemy is if someone said, that Frogman wasn't all that. I would be really upset if they said that Frogman wasn't going to be that? the best part of She-Hulk, man. I'm telling you right now. Frogman's going to be the like. Did you see him flying around with the jetpack? I Brandon? did. I, did you I, see that? I don't know any frogs that fly. He should be hopping. If he wants to be Frogman, he should be. Uh, hopefully, it's like a short distance 
jetpack yeah, it tells them to get from a to b like uh, i don't know like destiny or something but like you know it'd be like, i was so hyped for that and like i i will fight anyone who disrespects right. eugene eugene right. is my boy i want to see him fight daredevil actually i feel like i want to see a frogman daredevil fight that would be that would make my life but anyway that's my pet peeve Perfect. Uh, people that disrespect Frogman because he's the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. But that is it for this episode of Big Question. Thank you to Brandon for joining me on this amazing episode. Please follow him at Grin and Barrick on Twitter. You can follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to see me tweet some weird shit. And follow New Rockstars here on YouTube and Twitter and all of our social media platforms. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you get notifications every time we upload a video. And if you want to continue the conversation, join our New Rockstars Discord server. If you're over 18 and interested, click the link for the new Rockstar Discord server in the description below and join the conversation today. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love you guys so, so much. Please stay safe and, uh, you know, just don't cough on each other. And we'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Goodbye. Bye. Stop <laughs> coughing on each other.